0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon and welcome to St. Michael at Christmas, especially if you are a visitor here today. You are welcome in this house of God. You know, it's an unusual thing to be a child of God. Now, in general, I think we do a fairly good job of living our lives in a way that supports godliness among us, The best we can, the best we can. We help where possible. Occasionally, we might even let people cut in front of us when we have been in that right turn lane for the last 15 or 20 minutes. We are pretty good at that. And then there are the harder portions that we must address. Now, I know I need to be better at forgiving and receiving forgiveness and who doesn't desire to be at least a little bit better of a spouse and parent. Most of us see our own shortcomings and can even muster the courage to attempt to do better. I'm not always sure about those who squeak in front of me at the right turn, but even I make the attempt to be better. And our second lesson. Paul's letter to Titus, Paul is writing to Titus after the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, so Paul has a different take on the meaning of Jesus' birth. Gone is the prophet's talk about the babe that is to come and also the visions of the time when Jesus will finally be in our midst. Now, Paul and Titus are my kind of people. They are about the here and now. and Now, I'm sure they loved the stories of old who wouldn't, but in this letter, they come across as two no-nonsense people who wanted to help others get reacquainted with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul gave Titus... And all who read his words, a real plan for moving forward. I commend the whole letter to you. It's helpful because we all want to know concrete steps to take. We all want to know what to do. I want want to know what to do because after 50 wrestling matches with New Year's resolutions and countless promises to do better, what that's taught me is the fickleness of the human heart and also the power of the word why. Now, it's one thing for a human to know what to do. But there has to be a big enough why to keep it going when the troubles of everyday living intrude upon our promises. The reason why has to be big enough to make whatever change we are contemplating something transformational in our lives and in the lives of others. What does it take for someone to change? It's a dicey business change. Not so long ago, I had everything just the way I wanted. And then the most extraordinary thing happened. I met my future wife and daughter for the first time. And the most amazing thing happened. I met hope again in my life. Extraordinary. Now, when I met my future family, I was already a full-on church-going believer. But like many, the slings and the arrows of life are strong in their temptation to turn our gaze from the one true day spring of our hope. I'd forget, simply forgotten that hope in the Lord remains so much larger than my day-in, day-out troubles. When I met them, that hope was rekindled. Hope was what led the people of Israel to desire a better way of living with God rather than without. And hope upholds that same power for us even today. Over and over in the scriptures we see how the nation of Israel was buffeted by events outside of their control. And then God began to speak to the prophets Telling them about the one to come who would put all things right. Who would separate the people from their iniquity. We heard some of these words just a while back from the great prophet Isaiah. Such powerful and stirring poetry. We get how the people of Israel would be brought back to themselves as a people of God through those words, learning to watch and wait anew for this new thing that God was doing, the flesh and blood of God and Mary brought forth to revive the hope of the ages right into troubled hearts. so this day, we celebrate the coming of that hope to be with us. And this holy hope arrived in the most humble of ways as a babe in the manger, the Son of God. And so we gather today to be reminded that our hope lies in only one person, Jesus of Nazareth. Today we gather to remember that it is our hope in him that powers Paul's lessons to Titus, powers them to be our lessons. It's that same hope that gives us a chance at being a better people of God, at practicing a better life into existence To know that there's always a way back home, no matter what we say or what we do, always a way back home. And that there waits for us a life that is free from hindrances, free from guilt, full of forgiveness and purpose. All of this through the wisdom of God, doing a new thing by sending the only Son to be born for us to rekindle that small thing called hope. St. Paul wrote, we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, we are invited to live as if every day were our last To be strong, to be brave in the face of it all, to be gracious, even letting folks in front of you, but most of all, to forgive and to allow yourself to be forgiven. We leave this house of God today full of this same hope, powerful in the name of Jesus Christ, and ready to weather whatever may come, all because we know the real reason for this day, the why of our lives. Our Lord Jesus of Nazareth, born this night for each one of us, to inspire hope in our lives. Each of us is invited to become acquainted with or even reacquainted with the one who makes this sort of life possible, who makes life worth living. The invitation is there and know that a whole new life awaits each one of us who accept this invitation. Make this your day. Accept his offer of a new life and prepare yourself for an adventure and a new life in Christ Jesus.